if you no. leave don't, don't look back, back. <laughs> Follow me <laughs> one more time. And then, then we'll, we'll go, go our separate, separate ways. And then why is it seven years under a bridge? Why? Why, yes. is, <laughs> why seven? I don't know. High school's why? only four years. Three why years under a bridge? Amy Rivers, and this is Eating After Midnight, a podcast where me and my best friend, Sasha Chambers, reheat movies from our childhoods to see if the leftovers have retained their flavor or leave a bad taste in our mouths. It's also about how these movies influenced, inspired, and shaped us. Whether the ideas they cooked up and fed us nourished our bodies and minds, or just rotted our teeth and clogged our mental arteries. Sasha and I don't have any real cred as critics, but we do have a genuine love of movies, as well as a beautiful friendship that spans 26 years. Today, we are blessed and favored to have the beautiful and the inimitable actress extraordinaire, and not my little sister from another Mr. Kate Comer on the show with us today. Hello, that's a an incredible introduction that made I, me feel very good and very I do ready what I can <laughs> I do what I can and I meant every word every oh, single you. word oh my gosh yes so Kate is an old friend who I met initially way back when we used to work out in the same place <laughs> that is how we know each other and then had a really fun time once going to a saved by the bell recreate what what my god I guess a pop-up restaurant like it was yeah. it was saved by the max and they like yes. created like the max. saved by the bell sets yes and, and it was a lot of fun and we took was... a bunch of really fun pictures for oh, instagram and i've so just good. always thought that kate was the coolest oh my gosh that's crazy but i'll take that compliment thank take you it. i've take always it. thought you were the coolest too i was like she's so <laughs> cool and like confident and workout class and all of this i love it i love it and, and I was so glad you invited me to that Saved by the Bell thing because that oh, was I, I couldn't uh, when when we had that extra ticket, I was like, I can't think of anyone else who would be <laughs> more inclined to do this at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always. And you were so there for it. I loved it. Like, yes, I'm yes. dressed and ready. I'm ready. telling you, I'm I've been all I've wanted is to go to Bayside and talk about pretty and pink for a couple hours. See? Those are two things that I um, have prepared for for a long time. Exactly. So when I knew that we were doing this episode, I knew that there was no one else who would be the best possible guest host. So Kate, please tell us what you're up to these days. Tell us the projects you're working on. What's happening with you? Um, well, I do have a really fun movie that I did called King Knight, and it's premiering at the Fantasia Festival in Canada. It's sort of like a zany pagan comedy. If, so it's going to be real weird, like midnight movie kind of thing. You've had really me at zany, zany yeah. pagan. <laughs> you like, had me at zany pagan. I'm there. It's yeah. the, one of the very fun, weird things. Um, it's just going to be great. It's going to be, I can't wait to see it. Past projects that you may have seen Kate in, one of which I was really excited to stumble across was stumble across, stumble <laughs> upon um, over the pandemic was what we do in the shadows. Yep. 
Kate yep. was on an episode of that. She gets eaten pretty quickly, but it's, it's a really good episode and I highly recommend <laughs> checking it out. To be honest, if I was just looking it over. You've basically been on every television show that's been in the past, what, six or seven years. Pretty much. Kate's being like, really I, modest right I'm now. Gonna, really yeah, I'm going to throw it down because- Throw it down, really, I got, I got, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's funny as hell. Oh, yeah, that's family, right. Modern yeah. Family, which I have watched every episode. So I'm going to have to rewatch it. I don't know why I've watched it. I know that's going to be like a guilty pleasure, everyone, but that should give me a really funny. It's funny. I yeah. like it. I like it. I'm not ashamed of it. Good. I am 40 plus and I watched my <laughs> But judge me, Kate was on it and it probably was one of the best episodes ever. Um, you're the worst, which I'm dying to watch because that's a good like, one. And then Animal Kingdom, that's a little drama for your mama, right? Yeah. Very drama. And then Animal Kingdom? Sasha, yeah, yeah, that's a drama movie, a drama show. That's yeah. like crime and growing. It's not actual, oh, I'm thinking Wild Kingdom. I was like, did you? Know? <laughs> <laughs> it's running for Animal its Kingdom. <laughs> it's like based on like some Australian gangster family shit. It's oh, hard shit. Yeah. It's okay. like, I never get stuff like that. I was like, what? <laughs> so it was fun. And then straight up, Veep. What? Yes. I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't make the final cut, but you can see my hair. And I was like, that's enough because I love that show. <laughs> like you see my the people Amazing. knew it was me. It was wild. People were like, that's yeah, I saw your hair. Well, so. I would argue that your hair should get a sag card. I yeah. I mean that, that would be know? great. That makes sense to me. Definitely get a paycheck <laughs> for that. No, I mean, and then there's tons of other stuff that I, I haven't seen yet, but Paid's the real deal. Pay. She's a working <laughs> yes anyway it's really a pleasure to have you here thank you so much you guys are so kind i appreciate it on the eating after midnight on pretty in pink pretty Slash in pink seminal classic i'm really excited that we're doing this movie i have so many things so many things that i can like that i can say so many things i was surprised by and i'm i'm really yeah really 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 found myself surprised by this rewatch of mm. Pretty in Pink. I will have to say that I was, um, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just a spoiler alert. And now I was expecting to be like problem city. And there are problems in this in the film, especially after we talked last time about um, Breakfast John, Club yeah. and John Hughes, right? So I was like, damn, sharpening on my pencil. But the second it started, I was there for it. Mm -hmm. I was there for it. Mm -hmm. I was like, let's watch this. Saxophone. And Sorry, just I know it has nothing to do with Jackson's whole but we starts with a saxophone. <laughs> well, it's an 80s movie. Like, if it doesn't have a saxophone, <laughs> right. was it made in the 80s? You know? <laughs> like. I, I, th I, so I do have things to say, but not as many as um, Breakfast Club and not as many as I foresee with 16 Candles. Totally. I think that this one actually might be, dare I say, okay. Might be okay. Yeah, you know? I think so. It's like the anti-breakfast club almost in some ways. Like she's taking no shit. There's plenty of shit being flung at her, but she's not taking it. Yes. That's and one of the things I love about And like her. the things that are problematic get called out pretty quickly. Yeah. And I'm wondering if this is because this was John Hughes produced and not directed. 
something I was reading was like, you know, this was like a turn from his raunchier previous movies. It's been a few years since I've seen his last couple of teen movies, but like Ferris Bueller's Day Off was directed by him. And I can't, I mean, it's been a few years. So if I'm missing something and some kind of wonderful, I felt were maybe a lot less on the- Yeah, some kind of wonderful is the is the pair for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in regards to these two films that we're doing, they're basically the same exact movie. Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. think that one of the reasons Some Kind of Wonderful was made was because this one has a weird ending where she ends up with yeah. the and and it and as everyone knows it wasn't supposed to be that way she was right. supposed to end up in you know what though I didn't know that oh and, you did I didn't and now so much of what has always bothered me about this movie makes so much more sense well I'm excited right. to get into that yeah because I have so many thoughts about yeah. it and I'm so I'm interested to see what you think too so before we get into the soup Kate as yes. our guest, mm-hmm. um, when did you see this growing up and what were your impressions from a long time ago or not so long ago, however long ago? <laughs> um, well, I was a teenager for sure. Um, I don't remember exactly when, but I know by sort of junior, senior year, I was like, I love this movie so much. And yeah, so I guess that was my early impression that I love the movie. I didn't love the ending. And I, as I sort of mentioned before, like, uh, I never cared for the ending, so I would just kind of stop watching <laughs> at some point before the actual ending. I was like, I'm not crazy about it. Um, but I really love the rest of the movie. Um, and I love, I just love Molly Ringwald so much. And oh I particularly God. love her in this movie, like this character, like and watching it again as an adult, it's such a different perspective. I, you know yeah. what? Oh my God, so much to say. I have so much respect for Molly Ringwald. So I in in working on like you know researching this i did less research about the movie itself because i found it so not problematic and more research about her mm-hmm. and i've listened to several podcasts this week with her um just as a guest i had no idea i had no idea how many layers there are to molly ringwald i had no <laughs> idea amazing. that she was nominated for a golden globe by the time she was eight or nine years old oh i didn't know that yes Yes, yes, she was a full-fledged stage actress before the age of 10, that her first movie was was uh, The Tempest with John Cassavetes. Her whole upbringing was so fascinating mm-hmm. how she came to be the teen actress that she was. Like she was already seasoned and ready to go. So like yeah. when I was reading this article about her dealing with John Hughes, I was like in my mind thinking that she was this like pie-eyed young girl that was like, just like being so like abused and in this very toxic environment and it was all very confusing to her but no she was a seasoned performer who had been around the the industry and like it wasn't really it wasn't fucking her up as bad as as one might think yeah and you know what i love too about when i reread that article was um how she mentioned her mom um stuck stuck up for her and was like this isn't funny this isn't okay and yeah on some of those occasions and both 16 candles at breakfast club i think yeah um which is yeah. very cool her mom sounds really that. really awesome on like so her dad was a blind jazz musician and her mom was a stay-at-home mom who was like uh and it was super intense baker and so because she was a stay-at-home <laughs> mom she had like all this time to be able to take her on auditions and stuff and um one of the best memories that molly shared about her mother was going to their grandmother's house when she was around she was really young like really young i think it was before she had even done her first movie and um she announced to the entire family and everyone at this gathering that she was going to be a very famous 
film star one day. And her grandmother chastised her and told her that that was an unseemly thing to say and that she shouldn't be so prideful. And her mom flipped the fuck out and collected her daughter and was like, you will not shit on my baby's dreams Uh left. And I was like, so she was just set up like for success. She had like two really awesome creative supportive parents who were like there for it. And she's a jazz musician in her own right. She has like a couple of albums. No yeah. idea. And I think, I don't know if this was a joke or if they were just like tagging onto her very extensive resume because I haven't looked this part up. She maybe does some part-time work for NASA. Maybe. Maybe. I, I believe it. I believe it. Ira makes a really good booyah bass. Oh. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt I it. I mean. She translates yeah. books to French. Yep. Or yeah, from yep. French to English. I don't even know. Like so much. And still yeah. has great fashion. I know that's yeah. like, I'm sorry, that's what I have to add. Cause she's like, but what made me think, cause talking about her childhood and stuff, it just makes so much sense. Cause reading about this movie again was so much was based specifically on her and her personal style and the music she loved. And it just, I think that's what made it feel even more authentic that it was like, this is who she is. And it's, she's so unapologetic about it. Yeah, I was excited it. to watch it just to watch Molly Ringwald. Yeah, I love her. Like, let me hang out with Molly for an hour and a half. Cause she's yeah. cool as shit, yeah. What about when did, when did you see this? When did I see it? The titled. Oh, I'm sure I saw it in the theaters several times. We went to the movies. We did that. Yeah. We saw, I saw it in the theaters and told you about that time. I was at the Beverly center when, when Molly Ringwald was actually dating Dweezil Zappa and she (gasps) was there in the food court. Oh my God. And my cousin went and got her autograph. You did? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. She wasn't stoked on it. She wasn't stoked on it, but (laughs) like understandably so, because you know she was just trying to have some Panda Express and mind her mind her business, hang with her boyfriend, and here were me and my cousin. Like, can we have your autograph? (laughs) That we'll promptly lose within six months. You know what I mean? (laughs) Children, yeah. And also, too, come to think of it, she might have been looking at us and being like, "Why have you seen my movies? You are children." wildly inappropriate wildly <laughs> inappropriate you know? <laughs> and I tell you I don't remember seeing this growing up like I'm really? sure I did yeah because I had two brothers so a lot of the times I'd end up watching the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. instead of what I wanted to watch but I do of course when I rewatched it recently I was like yeah I do remember this And I think the most influential thing to me, though, was the soundtrack because, oh, my God, I love this psychedelic fur so much. I really do, Um, though. I did see them in concert about 10 years ago, and it was uh, not so good. Is that the most generous? Are you being generous? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best. They like opened for the cure. And I I say 10 years ago, but it was probably about 20 years ago I saw the show. And it was like, yeah, it didn't work. But yeah, the, the soundtrack is um, amazing. And Kate, if if it was influenced by Molly Ringwald, yeah, another oh, yeah. reason to yeah. love. Another reason to love. Yeah. Totally. Well, actually, well, that band, or we, I bet we're about to say maybe the same thing. That band go that it. plays, the band that plays at the club, the Rave Ups was like, she was like a fan of them, of theirs. Oh, um, I was going like, say that. Okay. Oh, it was on her binder in 16 Candles. Um, and so she was like, she's just like, cool. You oh know, my God. she was just like the coolest kid. Oh no. What I was yeah. going to say was that I read that she had actually introduced John Hughes to the psychedelic first. She played Pretty in Pink for him. And then he wrote the movie around 
the character in the song as her. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 She's cool. She's cool. There's a reason she was like the coolest kid. She really (laughs) seriously is the coolest kid in school. Absolutely. I love it. All right. We're getting into the soup. So we're doing Pretty in Cake. That's 1986 people directed by Howard Deutsch. Deutsch. This isn't anything. She butchers names. It's a thing. I forget them. She butchers them. In my face. All right. Um, IMDB description. A poor girl must choose between the affections of dating her childhood sweetheart or a rich but sensitive playboy. I have problems with this. Well, that's an, this. It's inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah. Duffy's not her childhood sweetheart. And, she, and he's not a playboy. <laughs> no, exactly. he's really not. Exactly. He's Someone really give not. us a red pen. We've got correction. I know. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel, yeah, that's a weird one. It's yeah. probably one of the worst That's, ones. Actually. It is really inaccurate. I'm going to go ahead and jump into it because that was the first thing that I had, aside from the fact that like in this opening scene when she's getting dressed. So I'm moving right now for the first time in almost 10 years when she, I'm not a, I'm not a neat Nick, but I'm also not a hoarder. And like, as I'm like trying to like assemble my shit, when she opens that drawer, that's just a mishmash of like tangled earrings and necklaces, nothing could produce, like nothing has produced more anxiety in me in the last 48 hours and watching that part. I was like, oh God, how would you manage that? Everything's tangled. I would go crazy. How would you ever find anything? I have to say though, I love this eighties motif of like girls getting dressed. Like I remember there's lots of movies that do this, like Moonstruck. There's a scene where Cher gets dressed and they've got like music going. It's my favorite jam. I used to always love the parts in the movies. Of yeah. like girls. I don't know. They, do they do this anymore in movies? I, I, I love it. It's just my favorite way to meet a female character. It's like, let's yeah. do a motif in her room with her getting dressed. Yeah. Even though I don't quite like the outfit that she's wearing. <laughs> but I do love that it's such an introduction to who she is, that she's got this very specific outfit and this very, like her like specific taste. And let's watch her put this together. Yeah, um, curate this know. outfit. How yeah. does she, so when she talks to her dad and he's like, show me this, show me this outfit, right? And she's like, the shoes I bought second hand and the rest I made. Okay, that skirt with the godets in it. (laughs) This is not. This is major draping. How does she have time to be a high school student and basically support her household because her dad's not doing anything and make all of these clothes? Because like those, the nothing she's wearing is simple. I know. And she she works for NASA. Right. (laughs) Makes a good bullion base. And oh yeah, and she has the part-time job at Tracks, right? Like. Clearly she can multitask. Clearly she's very good at this. <laughs> My goodness. Unbelievable what this girl can accomplish in a day. And then so, she has to get her dad out of bed and like make him breakfast and do all of this. That, and that, yeah. that was one of my first notes. I was like, first of all, I love, I love Harry Dean Stanton. And I <sighs> love him in this. Oh yes. I forgot. I was like, he's a really good dad. And they have all these great heart. scenes. My heart, and he also too, like, we'll we'll touch on, we'll get to these scenes later, I'm sure, but like, of course we will, but he's so, his performance is so supernaturally, supernatural that it's almost <laughs> at certain points a different film for me. Like, I'm like, there's, I've, we've gone to another place, especially yeah. that one that he has um, with Ducky, when like oh, Ducky yeah. comes and like asks for, he's so... I don't even know how to describe it because I'm not like an actual like 
I don't have like massive film critic knowledge, but I don't know what the word is for it, but it's hyper natural in a way where I'm completely transported like into Harry Dean Stanton's lap. Tell me more. Yeah. Some of the dialogue is uh, heavy handed, just, just like all John Hughes is heavy handed to be fair. But you're absolutely right. The second he comes on, he takes that heavy handedness and he really just imbues it with this brokenhearted character. I mean, that's what he is. He's He is like the themes of the movie is something that I'd like to bring up, you know, I guess now, because I think if I do have something to say, it's like, what is this movie about? And I think one of the themes is like, of course, unrequented love and that he has it. And then of course, Ducky has it. And then and then even even Steph has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dropped that bomb. I agree. Uh, and uh, Harry Dean Stanton just, he kind of goes in there and he also goes into just kind of like that hard life, doesn't have a job. Like He somehow the- makes it okay that he's a deadbeat dad that his daughter is taking yes. care of. Because at yeah. first I was like, how is this cute? Like, yeah. how is this supposed to be cute that like she has to wake him up and get him coffee and motivate him to get out of bed. And like you later come to understand that like the man's basically morbidly depressed over the loss of his wife. Yeah. Of course, as a child could not understand that that's what it was. I just thought that he was like a deadbeat dad who was maybe an alcoholic and lazy. That's and then, how I remembered it right? too. And that's so, what and I mean. I, like yeah. that's what, like on this watch, I was like, I have such a deeper understanding of the human element now. Yeah. Cause I'm like, he's, fucking morbidly depressed yeah and instead she's doing her best to take care of him and like really just be like I love you dad and he and he returns that and I think is really there for her and takes good care of her like emotionally Um, my favorite scene with him though is when she has her date with Blaine now yeah, Blaine is it fucking yeah. Blaine. It's um, a major appliance. It's not a name, it's a major, major appliance. appliance. I love that line. Probably <laughs> one of the best lines of the yeah. film. Absolutely. But when she um goes on the date and comes back and she's very excited and you know, it like talks to him about the date. And then she's just about to leave, but before she leaves, he calls her back and is like I'm so sorry that I'm the one that you have to talk to about things like this. Like he's apologizing. That- and he's fighting yes. back the tears just to say it. Yes. Oh. And yeah. then she just said, she responds, she couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. You know? Oh God. And even when they have the meltdown, mm-hmm. right? When she finally fucking loses it on him and is like, why can't you just that scene? Because I have, because I'm an adult now and i can i can i can feel the nuance of it so much deeper i almost burst into tears there's like this from actually and actually for me from that moment on up until prom because my mm-hmm. note is prom is a mess um, <laughs> from that moment until prom that the whole film is so potent it's so yes. potent. i think and, that's one oh sorry i'm no, keeping no, interrupting no no it's so okay it's okay it's, about this. it's how we do things. you have to interrupt <laughs> Sasha is a freight train. She's going through. You don't interrupt her. Never get in. I'll tell you now, Kate. Just do it. All right. I'm jumping in. But that's one of the things that really got to me this time watching it as an adult is there is so much more nuance that because there's all that sort of archetypal, stereotypical teenage stuff. But then there's these little moments of nuance like 
a lot of the times when Steph says something really shitty and horrible, the camera will just stay on him and you've got, you see like guilt or shame or yes. insecurity. And I'm just like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yes, absolutely. And you see beautiful James Spader. Ooh. Oh God, oh. I love him. It's so, and this is one babe. of, yeah. And this is like, this is one of our issues, of course, with 80s movies is how we have the crushes on the most problematic characters all the time. <laughs> Well, he, oh, that's a fight because I had I used to not I used to be all about Blaine um and it's it's really? a, it's and we'll get well we've got a, I've got so much to say about that but we have but and my friends would be like but Steph is so hot and I was like he's so such an asshole he's so mean and then now that I'm older I'm like he's like so hot and he's so hot it's so good like he just really he's so good at playing such a mean guy like that part where he, there's one point where he's like he says some shitty stuff to Blaine and then he's like, you're going to be late. And then he, the bell rings and he points at it and walks away. And I'm like, he's so smooth. Such a smooth, smarmy, <laughs> linen suit wearing, slipper shuffling prick. <laughs> Jesus. I know. Oh, he does it so well. He's just Mind you, It's because he's 35 years old. <laughs> he can roll a cigarette like he, you know. Yes. Through is he ever France, not you know smoking? I mean? Steph is going to kick it by 25 of lung cancer. <laughs> There's two characters the friend they both just smoke inside the school oh my god they're smoking they're smoke I, it's it's comical at a certain point he's smoking at the car he's smoking in the stairwell he's all but smoking in class he smokes at prom is he never not smoking what the he's, fuck he's just an adult and he doesn't care he's just such a privileged rich kid and it's he doesn't so upsetting how sexy is despite the fact that he's such a prick my first note on him is james fucking spader and dead ass god damn it <laughs> james spader's like the sexy voldemort of the time because he was such a prick when so i remember bad. watching it and thinking like ew stuff is so fucking nasty and mean but Ah, that suit. He is making that suit do things. He kind of went from that to looking kind of Uncle Fester-ish, and I'm still yeah. coming yeah. up to that. Yeah, between, between the two of them, like James Spader definitely looked better then, and Andrew McCarthy definitely looks better now, in my opinion. Um, what I thought no, was no, really I said funny, that I was still there for it. I was still, still there. there for it? Yeah, okay. I still have I a mean, plate. That's fine. He's that's got fine. something. James Spader has, I don't know, What's got a je ne sais quoi. Exactly. Um, je ne sais quoi, pourquoi he had to say goodbye to walk three feet away from the car to go and hit on Andy in that first scene with him. No, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like, I see you guys that. later. And it's like, all you did was step out of the I know. car. That's how cool he was. <laughs> no, I really want to talk about the first thing, the first insult that he hurls at her. Yeah. Um, which is so intensely misogynistic and nasty. Yeah. Like he basically accuses oh, yeah. her of being frigid. Because yeah. she doesn't want you should you should go to a doctor and get that condition checked out because it could yeah. only get worse. Yeah, like that's happened. And he such takes that turn because he starts out like, listen, all all the girls in school like me. Like, why don't you? Like he comes in with that like smooth stuff and then and she just sees I wrote in my notes, she sees right through him. She doesn't care. She doesn't care that he's popular or rich. She's not interested. And then he turns and he's so mean. First, he's vulnerable. First, he's like, I've liked you for four years and you don't give me the time of day. Why? And she's just like, mm-mm, but no. Right? She I have, even I have taste. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have taste or something. And then he's like, then he can be, delivers the swarmy and then he gets to the anger. Why James Spader is interesting is because he brings all of those three. Vulnerable, swarmy, and then straight up evile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, within you know a, a 15 20 seconds yeah 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 he runs the, he runs the whole 
fucking gamut. So yeah. then you want to move on to Ducky, which I there's so much I could say. So much. No, so so Ducky is, um, and we're just going to call it now. He's the motif of the charming stalker <laughs> that we've seen numerous times, and the first scene with him and Andy is in the hall and calls her outfit volcanic. I, I love that compliment. I do too. I would I, I would love it that. if someone described me yes. as volcanic. I'd be like, yes. hell yes. Call me Vesuvius, baby. Yes. I'm here for it. What I wasn't prepared for, what I was not here for was how confused I was by the nature of their relationship on this mm-hmm. watch. And now I think because I understand that it was supposed to have an alternate ending of the two of them coming together. I feel like my actual Mm. issue with the movie is the editing and how once they decided that they were going to change the editing, change the ending, they had to have gone back in and kind of re-piece things together because the way they interact with each other didn't make sense to me on this watch. Like in that first scene, he's approaching her like a guy who has a crush, Mm -hmm. right? And she's talking to him like a guy she knows from school that has a crush on him that she's not necessarily interested in. I do not pick up the, we have known each other since we were kids in that first scene at all. And I don't even remember that they're friends for life until way into the movie, almost when he's at her house and they're doing the study session. That is the first time that I get, oh, these people have known each other forever. Mm -hmm. But before that, I'm really, really confused it's because he's awful. He's, he's, he's not, you know, he's the charming stalker. He's calling her 55 times a day. He's, he's like in her face all the time. Um, he shows up at the club and just waits outside for her. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like, if they were friends from the time they were kids, she wouldn't do things like roll her eyes and walk away from him in the hall. She wouldn't go to a club that he wasn't allowed in. When he comes to the record store for like one of my favorite scenes in a movie of all time, the best, Ah, like, like lip sync for your life to Otis Redding. Why don't you (laughs) like, and she's like, you ever had one of these? Like all of those lines just ring so strange to me. Like, why would you ever treat your BFF like that? Yeah. It's strange, oh, yeah. right? I was yeah, really it's, it's lost total, to it. It's very off. It's very off. And and his character in general is off. And now Ducky, I remember I always love because he is Charm City. Yeah. He's Charm City. And I know for Sasha, that's like her ideal man. Oh, I had such a crush right? on Ducky. Oh my yeah. God. I did find in this one, because I think, I don't remember what I felt about Ducky when I first watched it, but I think when I got older, I found him annoying because I didn't like his pushiness and his behavior. So pushy. But this watch, I found that I had more empathy for him and that behavior of like thinking, oh, that's a teenager who has a crush and it's unrequited and he doesn't know how to handle it. That's not excusing that behavior. That's not saying that's okay. But I just felt like- Speaking of excusing that behavior. Yeah, like there's there's a thing in that very first opening scene with him too, where I was like, oh God, old school shit. So when he says to those two girls, you know, I could arrange to have both of you pregnant by fall. And (laughs) and then one of them slaps him, right? And it's meant to be funny. And I was like, why was like this fucking rape culture bullshit? Like, why has it always been an entertaining thing for a man to push it too far with a woman to the point where she has to physically assault him via a slap or a drink in the face? And it's a punchline every time. Do you think in previous like maybe John Hughes or other 80s movies, the girls would not have slapped him and just been like, oh, ha ha, or like, I don't know. 
you were saying before, like that shit's getting called out in this movie more than others. I, I hear what you're saying. I think the joke is always that we have to slap the guy because yeah, he's right. gone too far. Like these days, if that movie was made, the girl would have to go home and tell her mama and then they would go to the school right. and would be in the principal's office. Right. Whereas this, it's like, I had to slap another dude for making a rude comment again. Right. The you know, yeah. he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, Ducky, it's like, he's annoying, but he's charming. He's always talking, always talking. And it's really funny. He is the funniest part of the movie. But then all of a sudden they've got these things that are off, like this Preggers joke yeah. is off. Like, And I actually don't find him annoying so much. She finds him annoying. Yeah. I find him as really fun and throughout the whole movie. And then yeah. I think some of my favorite scenes are just him depressed. Yeah. Like, when he, <laughs> like there's one where he's sitting and there's like a clown graffiti. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. It's awesome. And then and then when he's like listening to Morrissey, I know they're the ones from the wrong side of the tracks, but why does his house look like it looks like a halfway home for alcoholics that yeah. favor malt liquor? Like I never noticed it before. Yeah, like there's it's like really bad. in the room. It's really interesting. Ducky's got a real shit situation. Going and he's the only on. one where we don't really hear or see his like because you hear about the rich kids' parents. But you don't know anything about Ducky aside from he's just Ducky. So yeah, I that's know you know, and that's that another happens. that was another weird thing with me too. Like we don't get anything about Ducky other than yeah. he's just like he was dropped here as Ducky, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Where I feel like they pieced it all together in a way where like they just kind of miss some things that don't make their relationship add up. With that, Blaine has always been problematic for me, and so that's and now that I understand the ending thing, it all makes sense because. I never felt a whole ton of chemistry between the two of them. Oh, I'm the opposite. I'm really? the opposite. Okay, wait, oh, wait, wait. No. Let's, let's hear, let's hear Sasha's. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I want to hear the devil's advocate because I am with Sasha. Because when Blaine and Andy kiss, there's a lot of <laughs> hands on the face. Like it is like the most tongueless. It. it is the most tongueless tongue kiss I've ever seen in my life. When it's I really saw that, awkward. when I saw that kiss as a teenager, I was like, oh my god! I thought that was the hottest thing ever. I love uh, it. It's I told, well, we'll been, get into it. Uh, we'll discuss. It's been painfully <laughs> awkward to me. So yeah. So now, so in part of the research that I did in, in in discovering that it was meant to have this alternate ending, I also came to find so he was like well into his early twenties when he yeah. shot this, and she was seventeen. Yeah. And had apparently a very large crush on him which of course he was like you're an underage child no I don't no I don't respond to you in the same way and I could feel always in the watch I could always it always felt like she was more into him than he was to her for me and there's just something about him like one I've never thought like like I said I think Andrew McCarthy is far more attractive now than he was then because he he's very internalized, right? He's a busy brained actor. There's always a lot going on behind those eyes, but he also almost always looks to me like he's on the verge of either an anxiety or an asthma attack. <laughs> like something is always like really fucking brewing in Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> and so like every time he would look at her, I'm like, is he looking at her with lust or a longing to get the fuck out of the room? Like it just doesn't, it doesn't read to me. Oh, it doesn't I, read to me at all. Hey, your rebuttal, please. 
please. Well, so I agree with that. There's a lot going on with him. And I I do think they have chemistry. I really like, because I was excited to get to that first flirting scene in the record store. Okay. Because I really liked it. But I used to be like, my ideal ending would be she doesn't end up with either of them. Yes. That's exactly. like- Exactly. It would never happen in an 80s movie, but that would be my dream. But, and, and so I kind of still feel the same, but I felt a little more empathy for his character this time. I felt that he was like the popular rich kid, but he really was like, a sensitive soul who wasn't really comfortable with that and but he was still deathly afraid of what everyone else thought about him but he likes this girl the fear later on is his downfall is he like gets too wrapped up in what other people think but he like tries in this moment I don't know I find I found him really sweet this time like really sweet with her and I love that first interaction in that the record store more than I had remembered. I mean, it's like, I felt like the scene was acted well. It was, it was all done well, but there's just, there's some thing, there's a thing. And maybe, maybe it's that, that reticence, that like internalized fear and insecurity of like, what are my rich friends and parents going to think that I'm reading? But there's, I don't know. It it just, it never, it never felt hot between the two of them. We've got, we've got opposite I don't know. Feeling. <laughs> yeah, I, to be fair, I'm I'm more with Sasha. However, I'm gonna blame the lines. Oh. <laughs> mm. I feel that like the first scene in the record store. I'll go with you with that one. It's cute flirting, you know, but I would say like, again, going back to what is this movie about? Right. So it's about rich kid, poor kid dynamics. And I feel that after they flirt and then after they have the scene in the yard where he asks her on the date, their conversation becomes about one thing. After that, all they talk about is the rich kid, poor kid dynamic, like yeah. for all the dates and everything. So it's like, yeah. you know, I feel like that's why the chemistry lacks for me is because oh. the lines go directly to that problem and it just stays there. It's not like, it's not like they have any fun going to the movies or we're eating you know, popcorn together. Right. Yeah, we don't right. get a montage. We we were robbed of a montage. montage. That's like, what could it be? No montage. That's one of the things that I like. I don't know. I just because I loved that it was such a bad first date, but they oh, were crying. Like I was like, I appreciated it. I loved that it was so bad and that they were both trying to too hard to like do something and they were just teenagers like really fucking it up. But at the end of the date, she was like, oh, it wasn't fun. And she was, and whatever. He's like, I had fun. I would have fun doing anything with you. Like, it was just so sweet to me. I don't know. You do not have to apologize for yourself. (laughs) Tasha and I are going to completely disagree with you. That's fine. Apologize. Yeah, because for, for me, I was like, "This is fucking painful. This date is so painful." Right. It starts with him having to overhear her best friend have a fucking complete psychotic yes. break, and then fight over the fact that she's going out on a date with him. Yeah. And then well, when they all, leave, he shows up late, and then he hears the fight. I'm so I'm gonna interrupt. I just no, very no, we have to see how it goes. This is, we're eating after um, midnight. Okay. Um. And this goes back to one of the things I love about this character. He's like, it's one of my friend's parties. And she's like, I don't want to go to that. And he's like, oh, come on. They're all right. And she's like, I don't want to go. And then they get there and she's like, I don't want to be here. I don't get like out that. Of here. And, but I love that about her character. And I think it's so different from some, like, you know, the other John Hughes movies is that she's like, I don't give a fuck about these popular people. I don't want to do this. This isn't my thing. And I think even that applies to so many other teen movies where she's just honest and she's like, I don't like it. You're right. Absolutely. I think think that if there is something that is redeemable here, 
Um, I think Sasha and I are looking more at like, or maybe I should just speak for myself. I'm just looking at like, dude, the girl said no five times. Don't yeah. take her to the fucking party. Yeah. What I do appreciate is you're absolutely right. In most films in maybe the 80s, or let's just say it, in our natural lives, yeah. I've been there where it was like, let's go do monster car of truck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't great choice, great choice, great example. <laughs> I so don't even know what these things are because I don't want to go to them. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like, I want to go to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. <laughs> and, and I just smile and go, yeah, me too. Exactly, you know I mean? yeah. Andy right. doesn't like Andy shows yeah. up and is like I don't want to do that I don't want to go to that party second she sees shit at the party she's like yeah this is fucking doesn't scam brother yeah. the only problem I have though is that like his response is very delayed um, yeah absolutely because I was just like looking at the brass tacks itinerary of the date like if I was going to call you up and be like so this is how it went down he showed up late Ducky completely lost his shit. We had a fucking massive fight in the back and he had overheard the whole fucking thing. And then we're walking out and I'm like, oh yeah, he's like my friend and everything's fine. He's a really nice guy. I like him a lot. And he just talked about you like you have two heads and a tail, but we're gonna, we're gonna gloss over that. Yeah, uh, girl. And then he tried to get me to go to this party with all his asshole, rich ass friends. I told him five times I didn't want to go. We ended up going anyway. And it was as horrible as I thought. This fool was in his underpants and his girlfriend was all trashed out talking mad shit. And we sat there for like an additional 10 minutes while they he do let them just talk sit shit. There. Yeah, they just sit there kind of smiling at each other. I'm like, someone's got to stop this. Like, get up, Seriously, get out of the get- room. Come Can on. I say though, the person who does stop it is Steph. Like, yeah, he does. I don't actually think he's a dick in that moment. He's like, "Hey, come in. I'm watching Tunes." And when he yes. says Tunes, he means cartoons. I know. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> but he's genuinely like, "Hey, come in. Sit. How are you doing? Like, let's have some fun." And then, and then the the blonde chick, whose name is Benny. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, her name right. is Benny. All right. Okay, rich people. Um, and, <laughs> and the second she starts being terrible, Steph is like, all right, like, I'm sorry for her. And then when she's really terrible, he's like, all right, let's go. Like, he takes her out of the room. He so takes some I time, think- though, like, because he kind of lets her get away with it and, like, laughs at it a little bit. Though. Yeah, he lets it marinate. He lets yeah. it marinate, but, right, but yeah, right. he I'll does. You guys. I'll give he does. You and also, call. too, just, like, the whole awkward moment of, of Blaine being like, come on, let's go upstairs. It's more quiet. My hands will stay in my pocket. And and her just having to like, have to be like, what did you just ask me? But Dude, I do, is that, so, you know? But I do yeah. so love that she's like, I didn't come here for that. Like, yes. I just, I love her yeah. agency so much. And I think that you're right, Amy, that it's like both in film and, and in real life, a lot of times girls, women, you know, me? people don't, yeah, me, don't say, I, 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 this is not comfortable for me. And yeah. so I just, that's why I'm like, she's such a good example. Which is why I'm so glad you said what you said, because it's exactly my final note was, why did she have to end up with anyone? I know it's a rom-com, but she's so strong and she has so much agency. And, and to roll off that line of, I just want them to know that they didn't break yes. me. Yes. Oh. Yeah, you know, I didn't I know. Even think about the possibility because I grew up in the 80s. Well, but it's an 80s movie. Yeah. There'd be no version where she just that went on to college you, you should amazing, make it you know? <laughs> I would love to oh my god I would love to the seeds are here now Sasha and I have <laughs> nothing except to see it happen okay I would love it we don't need I would any love it. and just to be um a not teenager playing a teenager I hope that's what you mean because I um, would love to do that yeah <laughs> 
girl, you're 13. Do it. <laughs> you could totally, you could totally do it. Thank you. Um, you, got um, like, you got like seven years to do it. Okay, great. Thanks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Um, so, another thing though, that happened between Blaine and Andy that I thought was really, really endearing and hilarious. And I was like, yeah, this would be charming then, but terrifying now that cyber pickup where oh, like, yeah. she's on the computer. <laughs> that last night I was like, this feels like a horror movie. Seriously. Like, quick. Be- because computers <laughs> were so novel back then that would have been super entertaining and charming. Yeah. Right. But if someone pulled that shit on you today, you'd be like, I'm just going to block yes. and call the FBI yes. and try to put a trace on that fucking VPN because that's fucking terrifying. Yes. Oh my God. Okay, so I'm so confused. Like <laughs> were they, they didn't have the interweb. Like how is he oh, doing? No. The interview with Howard Deutsch was saying like, we didn't have that technology. Like they just made it up for this yeah. movie. <laughs> like they just kind they're, of made it up. They prophetic. The other movie that happened to you. They, they, it happens in Jumping Jack Flash too. Right? I was thinking That's about that too. Thing. And it's like, how did they, was this where the internet was born? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, um, what was, was it War Games? Was, yes. Was, didn't they have a little bit of that in that yes. too? Yes. Would you like I haven't seen to that play a game? Yeah. I haven't Something seen like that, that. Yeah, yeah. in 100 years. I know. Me either. It's, I know. I barely exactly. remember it. I, don't, I can't believe I remembered the title of that movie. <laughs> it's it's fucking, been that long. That's, what, that's one of those movies that like, war games like you only needed to see it maybe once or twice as a kid and then it like just firmly found a section <laughs> yes. of your of your fucking cortex and was like this is where i live and yeah. that little yeah and that computer image that like would you like to play a game that's there forever can we if we can stay on the trip of andy's agency okay one of my first great scenes of who she is that really shows her character is when she's in history class and the girls yeah. are terrible to her. Like, like the mouthing of like they eat shit and it's just like, oh, so she's terribly bullied by these rich girls. And you know, they, they get caught, they get in trouble and she raises her hand and she's like, look, they don't need to do that. Like, I'm cool. Like that yeah. doesn't affect me, like, yeah. not do that. And then of course the knife in the gut is they go, we'd rather take the chapter yeah. be cool with you, which yes. is totally shitty. And, and, you know, it happens again when, when, with the girls at school, when she gets um, in trouble and in, in volleyball class, yeah. <laughs> listen to me, PE class. <laughs> <laughs> I love volleyball class in that scene as well she stands up for herself and and she's she's about justice like when she tells the 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 principal she's like I don't like how we get treated yeah Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm supposed to feel so grateful that I get an education that I don't deserve as a poor person yeah thanks speaking of which have we how have we not mentioned that this is yet another film where there is not a single black person is there a single black person there is a- I there's a there's a black couple at the prom okay <laughs> no there's nobody with lines that is not white in this movie so surprise however you- there is white boy speaking jive alert white boy yep this one goes to Ducky, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Was he doing Eddie Murphy? Was that what he was doing? Oh, was- maybe. Oh gosh, Portia, I love that you and I have the same brain. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for sharing my brain and my spirit and soul. I love Yes, you. he's absolutely doing Eddie yeah. Murphy in that scene. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes um, sense. I want to go back to this, this theme of agency for just a moment, because there's another amazing female character that we haven't touched on yet. And that's Iona 
her BFF that runs the record store that she works uh, with is uh, so fabulous. Transcendent. She's so like. amazing. I would give anything to raid her closet, to just hang out with her on any given I- day, listen to her record collection, go to a garage sale that she may one day hopefully have. She yes. has such great taste. Everything about her is so cool until she completely changes her style for a man. I know. Let's just do this, girls. Yeah. Favorite Iona look because mine oh. is China girl, black and white dress, mm. white hair. Not super into the Asian makeup. Yeah, that one mm-hmm. for me is not so great. This yeah. time not so great, but the rest of her look, white yeah. hair, white dress. The wig was very good. Bring in it. Yeah. Sasha, what's your favorite? Oh no, no, we we I I concur. Mine, I think, is the when that scene transitions, she changes her full hair yes, and makeup I was just to put say, on her prom and then when she goes to prom. Yes. <laughs> While like Andy's just at her apartment, she yes. completely like washes her face, does a whole new thing. But I love her beehive and her prom dress moment. But and, everything, and, every look is fabulous. And I love that when they sit down, we, it's revealed that she's been dancing in fuzzy yellow. Yes. <laughs> yes. So good. I almost feel like we have to acknowledge almost all the outfits in the room. It, that one's great. And then the one where she's with Ducky. With Cass- the snood? With the snood. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, it's just like, I can't really deal with how much she looks good in almost every single thing. And of course she's played by Annie Potts. I do have a question about her though. Uh, how old is she supposed to be? I know they make it act like she, she like I could be Ducky's mother. And I'm like, what? I feel like she, she might be in her mid thirties. That's what I kind of calculate. Like early, maybe thirty three. Yeah, but like, okay, so but she was in the high. But she was in high school in the fifth. In the sixties, I thought maybe sixties, early sixties. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that's a good six. Yeah, she would have been in that in that pink fifties style prom dress in nineteen seventy one, and everyone would have laughed at her. There's yeah. no way she could have gone to prom in that. But maybe dress. she did. Maybe. Oh, but she does say that was the only time I ever looked normal. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. She's definitely she's not. No. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but she was like, I had a fabulous butt, and I was like, um, I we saw you in that skin tight vinyl number when you shot a child with a fucking staple gun from across <laughs> the room. You were you were making the dress work. I don't yeah. think anything happened. I, I, it's already been said, but I'm just going to say it again, because like when she does become a yuppie, like that outfit is terrible. Like if you're going to be a yuppie, like I want some Kathleen Turner realness. Yeah. Like, what you're doing here. I was like, it's still like, weird. It's a still because it's like, a, what is it like a pearl bolo tie? Oh, the bolo tie. Oh, the bolo like, of the 80s. So oh. this time I was like, she didn't really lose all her weirdness because this is a weird suit. It's a strange so. ensemble. <laughs> yeah, the white, the white right. suit, red shirt, block yeah. of seagulls hair. It's like very, very strange, but still like the, her makeup was so toned down and I was like, yeah. but she's been serving us so much Susie realness. And then to come on with this, I was kind of bummed, but there are yes. a few moments of problematic language Benny yes. drops a heavy F-bomb in that yeah. bedroom scene where I was like, oh man, I'm so wish, I just want to see one 80s movie yeah. where there is not one homophobic slur Seriously. that gets tossed. I really hope that happens. And also when she <laughs> sees Iona and Ducky at the club and she calls Ducky a retarded little dwarf. Yeah, that was bad. Like, fuck, I dude. Was not, yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, in terms of problematic male behaviors, when he is acting out so abhorrently in the club out of his jealousy and he grabs Alona and, and dips her and kisses her, 
he apologizes afterward. Well, I think it goes back to what we were talking about before was that there is a lot, like these are could be all archetypes, um, but they all have nuance. And he even has some of those moments where the camera stays on him and you see like whatever, the guilt, the shame, the doubt, whatever about whatever he just did. And I mean, I, I guess that's just a testament to like how good all of these actors are as well. Because like so you're saying, good. like James from James Bader, to John Cryer, to Harry Dean Stanton, all of these scenes where they have, where it starts to get really potent and they don't need to do anything, but let it roll. Yeah. That's it. Like, like when, that. like going back to the meltdown that they have at home, when she's finally like, why can't you just forget her? And he grabs her shoulders, right? And I remember watching that as a kid and he's like, you stop it, right? And like, yeah. I'm like, oh God, mean dad. But then this time when I watch it, I'm just like, oh God, he's like actually grabbing the furious internal dialogue of his own mind. And then yeah. when he breaks and, and she's like, why can't you just accept it? And he just starts to cry and hugs yeah. her. Oh my fucking heart. It's so good. She's and it's just, just such a smart kid. And I just love that character. I, yeah, yeah. she's just great. I'll say I it like a thousand it. times. Oh God. And when she loses it at the locker too, both her and Andrew McCarthy. It's good. Again, I mean, he's prime asthma attack right there. Like, he's like, it's Again, all happening. I love it. It's all happening. And then you've got fucking Steph hanging out in the stairwell, like a fucking shitty linen drape Jiminy Cricket, just ready to be like, I told you. Talk about the, their linen suits. All of the popular kids in their like linen pants and their loafers with no socks. And I <laughs> I just have to say, like Blaine's clothes are problematic for me. They're so, <laughs> he looks fucking awful. Now, Ducky, no. of course, has amazing style. Very good. I love his socks. Like, I really was noticing, like, what what are these extra? Is he wearing two pairs of socks? Well, well, when he's on? sitting on top of the newspaper box and uh, and he's got like it looks like he's wearing leg warmers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I was like, tell me more about this. I yeah, would like to I was fascinated by the sock action. I love um, it. And so wait, so like as soon as they have that meltdown at home yeah. and then she's like, fuck it, I'm confronting this dude at school, right? Like, or did that happen first? Which happened first? Did she confront him? I don't remember. No, no. It doesn't first matter. She does dad. First she does dad. And then she's on a roll, right? She's like, I'm just, yeah. I'm taking names. I'm letting everybody well, she know. Ca she calls him, like they have that cute moment where he's like, yeah. it's gonna work out. When they're, they're stable. The, they're when stable they're like day. a stable. Their stable makeout date. So really, I'm interrupting. Day. I'm interrupting. Yes, please. They don't, they don't make out. They peck out. They peck. Oh, they, do. Yeah, they do. They do. They're like a couple it. of chickens on some fucking hay. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so first you took me to a shit ass party that I don't want to go to, and then you took me to literally a shit house. Like you're sitting here in the reek of horse shit. I know. Do you think that's like foreshadowing that he no longer is like brave enough to go somewhere oh, absolutely. with her? Absolutely. Yeah. He's hiding out in uh, behind hay bales. Yeah. But uh, the other part of that date, she takes him to like her spot and he just doesn't fit in. <laughs> like all the punks are like, get that from your dad or something. Uh, some like weird going like... to a PTA meeting. Just yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. it's just really not working anywhere. So maybe they have to go to the stable to be not harassed what's, you know what's anyone? funny you know what's really funny about him too though actually is he does kind of try at the yeah. club to fit in but what's totally. interesting is how quick he is 
to want to tell Ducky that he's making his own best friend uncomfortable, but yeah. took so long to say some shit to Steph about his like yeah. best girlfriend. He's scared of Steph. That's the whole thing is the mm. whole, cause he lets Steph bully him into fucking up. He's just a little bit of a coward. And, with and, it, and that's why it's because- so <laughs> satisfying when Ducky beats his ass yes! without, with no soundtrack other than the sound of grunting and flailing fists and linen. Yes being crumpled I all i can see is the ankles and the loafers that's all my eyes go to are the, <laughs> the, the, the naked ankles with the low i don't know why always <laughs> i love that steph got knocked down by the duck man it just yeah. it's actually like just a real like yeah movie making moment because i think in reality like yeah. a homeboy in the linen suit would have wiped the floor with that yeah oh god yeah they chose the other way around. And I I really did appreciate it. It was really great. Yeah. I also, I just want to give James Spader yet another kudos for one of the smallest but most intense moments like the clock point when he spits on the fucking floor. After yes. Like he's just so like, doesn't give a shit about anybody. Oh my God. He's just the worst he's and off. so hot at it. So right before, did I write it like, she, what, what does he say? Like after the fight to Blaine, she's like, she is, has been, always will be nada. nada. And then that's another moment where it stays on him for just a moment. So super tangent here. I just bought tarot cards that are movie themed. Uh-huh. And um, I was doing my cards before we got here. And I actually think from this conversation that Molly would be perfect. Like Andy and Pretty in Pink would be perfect for the justice card. Right, Sash? Mm. Right? Yeah. Because you're right. She she does, she got some lungs on her and, and um, I could use some more levels, but she does not lose a chance to call people out. Like, yeah, be a sob story. There's no pity. But if something is happening wrong, she is not afraid to just be like, yes. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, fun fact. This, of course, we watch things with subtitles because we're, we're old ladies, me and Sasha do. Um, and um, straight up, is Ducky's name Phil? It is. I didn't notice that for the first time because I was watching it on Amazon and it has like Ducky and then in parentheses Phil and whatever his last name is. Yeah. And I thought, because I remember him saying, just call me Phil. And I thought it was a joke. And then I realized, yeah. oh, that's his real name. <laughs> that's his yeah. actual name. Yeah, yeah, I'd never clocked that before that. either. Ducky is in love with you. Phil is with Iona. <laughs> yes. I love it because that's my papa's name, everyone. So, Aww. I love it. I love it. One more mo- thing I have in my notes that I really appreciated was after their disastrous date and she doesn't want him to see where she lives. Um, does he ultimately drive her home? Though? He drives her home. She, yeah, he she just like, forget it. And then they have the kiss in the street. But I think one thing I underlined was, so he asks her to the prom and then she grabs him and kisses him. And I really liked that. It's just another moment of her being like, I know who I am. I'm so glad that you brought it up because I really love this moment. It is so vulnerable and painful and it kind of broke my heart this time. It's funny. Yeah. I had I had mixed feelings about that kiss because first, well, the scene where she melts down is like, I don't want you to see where I live. I don't want you to see where I live. Like it's so touching. It's so moving and like. And that, that scene has always lived in my brain where like, if ever something has come up, like I will go to that line and be like, because I don't want you to see what I drive. I don't want you to see what 
have to see where I parked. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I don't, like I will use it at any, at any yes. opportunity. Um, and so when he does drive her home and then they have that kiss, my only issue with it was I love that she initiates it. But something about the fact that it was just wrapped up in the fact that he asks her to prom. And I get that she really likes him. Yeah. She has a crush on him. I didn't love that it was attached to that. Like, like, a, like a girl's whole world revolves around this, this dance that she's already decided is stupid. Yeah. But because she's been asked. I don't know if she decided. Because her and Iona have that conversation. Like, I think that's one of the things that struck me was like, she's like, I don't care. But it's also really natural to be in high school and be like, I kind of do care and kind of maybe want to yeah. go to my proms, you know? So that didn't bother me too much because I don't think there's anything wrong with her being excited to be asked to the prom. And I think that she had been kind of back and forth, like, what do I care? And then Iona's like, you should go. You'll be so sad if you miss it. That great speech about my friend feels like she's forgetting something. Does she have her wallet? Are her kids there? And then she realizes it's, she didn't go to the prom. And she still debates at the end, like, I'm just going to go for 10 minutes. And then like, she's just so back and forth about what that really means to her which I as someone who was not cool in high school um was definitely like I I, I want to go but I I don't but who cares when you look at how stylish this movie is the great music and and just how cool and hip then you go wait a second this is a prom movie like this yeah. is because it is kind of so sophisticated that you kind of forget it's a teen movie too. yeah like, Totally. I mean, like, so, so all the prom stuff kind of feels like, oh yeah, ultimately this movie is about a girl getting asked to prom. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, are we, are we going to talk about, as Kate has framed behind her, are we going to talk about the dress? I know. Oh, well, that's how we have to start prom. We have I to know. talk about the dress. Prom dress. Okay. Let's, who's going to say it first? I'll say that I, oh, I don't know. Okay. I'll say when I first saw the movie, I was like, you had the making the dress montage and you had two cute dresses and that's what the fuck you came up with. And Molly Ringwald hated it and everybody hated it. But weirdly now I like it. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I just didn't like it so much that it came around the bend to liking it or what, but I, I think I'm, I think I have become on board with that dress. And I would love I think, to hear I think, thoughts. I think you nailed it because that's exactly <laughs> that way. I was like, you had these two, these two perfectly good dresses, either one you could have I mean, the one her dad got, yeah, it was pretty like yeah, princessy yeah, pink, but she was obviously just going to tear it up and do something. But I was like, you took that beautiful 50s vintage perfection and those were the choices you made? Yeah. Lord. Oh, Lord. And also too, I thought it was really funny because I, because I do so when she was working on the dress and she's like hand ripping it apart. I was like, you don't have a seam ripper? <laughs> they cost like 50 cents. What the fuck? Like, this is very, this is ridiculous. I'm the wrong side of the track. Side. That's what I was about to say. She made a skirt with go days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, fucking go days. In my brain, I hated it. And then when I saw it, her, you know, wearing it, I was like, hmm, at least her dress looked better than everyone else there. Yes. You know she what I mean? stood out. Yeah. And I, again, with her agency and her not really caring what other people think and being so true to herself. When you watch it again and you see all the other dresses that are literally the exact same dress. Yeah. Her dress is really great. I guess I would have just loved it if it was a bit more fitted. It kind of hangs like a sack. Yeah. Like, like it looks like that episode of I Love Lucy when they buy the horse feed bags. They, they try to make fashion out of horse feed bags. Indeed. 
in the one of the Molly Ringwald interviews you said she said it was like a triangle yeah it's like it's kind of a weird strangely which is exactly what she draws on the paper and apparently (laughs) like even the um even the designer was really upset with it by the time it, when Aww. it was done she was like I don't I don't want to do this I want to do something else and at some point so they when they decided that they were going to change the ending and they reshot it and she brought them like several different dresses and was like can we just do this instead and they're like we'd have to reshoot all those other scenes yeah like, oh, you're gonna have to wear that same sack that pink sack that you hate so much so she shows up she's standing there alone she faces down the hallway, the entrance to the prom and loses her nerve for just a moment, right? She, she they, they're not gonna break me. Oh fuck, have they broken me? And then she looks yeah. up and she's the support of Ducky, which again is great because he's her friend and he, right. he threatened to never be there for her again. And, and of course he doesn't do that. The music swells when she sees Ducky and it's kind of like if the movie had ended the way the script- Exactly, was- yeah. You know, it yes. was this beautiful moment where they like reunite and and she realizes that she loves him. Because that's the look in her eye when she yeah. sees him. It's not it's not a recognition of friendship. It's like that's my boo, and you're yeah. like, it gets and that's what confusing. the music's telling you. Like yeah. the, the whole thing is telling you that totally. Um, it just doesn't work. It's like one yeah. of the like John Hughes. I feel like for what it's worth, like makes good endings to movies and then this one just is not it just it was, doesn't yeah, work I, that and that's my theory that like when they decided to change it after the fact like there was only so much crafty editing that they could do yeah you weren't be able you unless you reshot like so much because they do so much of the face work so much of the the emotional yeah. work with that camera you can't undo what you've already told my heart baby yeah okay and i but i also (laughs) take real issue with the like final moment between blaine and andy like that's what i think really because i just forget it i don't really think about the ending of this movie and then what and i was like maybe this time it'll be different so after a duck man and um and andy walk in together andrew mccarthy's character blaine blaine sees him and First, he has an exchange with Steph. Now, this yeah. is probably my favorite moment with Blaine because Blaine, and, I'm not a Blaine. I'm not team Blaine. I, I'm just not. I'm not team any of them. I'm team yeah. ending where she goes by herself. Like Me that. too. But like, I do love the exchange between him and Steph where he tells him, she knows that you're shit and really deep down, you know, it's true. And I was like, yeah. boom, mic drop. Yeah. It was killer. You kind of just changed my perspective on it because I was like, that seems really mean to your friend. But the, actually hearing you talk about it, I think I feel very differently. Like that's oh, yeah. a, because he's, because what I, because I'm like, I think Blaine is sweet, but he's a coward the whole time. And so here's a moment where he finally stands up and isn't cowardly about what other people think. Yeah, he's, he he more than had it coming. He, yes. someone oh needed to God. clap back on Steph pretty hard. Yeah. And he, he really had it coming and you could see how it like, it super deep and like that's my one note is like prom is a mess except for the staff shaming like that's that's the best part of it actually um because it was well overdue and the only really the only other part of that whole prom sequence that i retain is when ducky is like you know ensemble aside don't ever forget i will now and for always be a duck man duck and points man. to yeah it points to yeah. his shoes i was like because it's the most authentic thing that actually happens because yeah. in your spirit you can't handle the fact 
that like she's not going to go off and do her own thing that she's going to have to be like do this weird sophie's choice thing on the dance floor between ducky and blaine and then like that then there's there's going to be this piece made between blaine and um and ducky where he's like yeah he's not as bad as all the rest like all of it it just it's it's not it's not saccharine but it's tidy can we get into what blaine says um really quickly so this is and correct me if i'm remembering this incorrectly um is that he comes up and I, that was a real weird sentence thank you <laughs> i appreciate you both laughing as soon as i said it, it was very weird awesome. so he comes up and the, i think the first thing he said was you don't need me to apologize and then she's like yeah it's fine and then she's like no wait it's not fine it doesn't feel good and then he says that line and he says you said you couldn't believe in someone who didn't believe in you well you didn't believe in me and then he left and i was like what what so he doesn't unless i missed it in my fury he doesn't apologize he said (laughs) i always believed in you i just didn't believe in me i said he's no he said you didn't believe in me he puts it on her he gaslights her yeah he says you didn't believe yes he gaslights her as if he didn't fucking ghost her as if he didn't sit there in that black lacquer bed as if he had (laughs) caller id in 1986 knowing that it was her on the phone yes gaslights her yeah Yeah. my brain just reject even (laughs) that because that's so wrong it's It's so so wrong. wrong because then that follows up and then ducky's like you know what? He's not like the rest of them. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like I couldn't, my, my brain was exploding because I'm like, yeah. so he, first of all, he didn't do anything that was extra great. That would change Ducky's mind. Yeah. He just was really shitty. Except for kind of, kind of say uh-huh. he was sorry. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. He said, but blame her I don't for need it to at the same sorry. time. Yeah. I could say I was sorry, but I won't, if you're fine. Anyway, it was <laughs> yeah. on you. Yeah crack ending great is that a is that a phrase crack ending yeah what am i saying okay it was a whatever but it was said with sarcasm <laughs> yeah this is how language works kate you just <laughs> say it now it is phrase. now it is kate Kohler has, has coined the phrase on this <laughs> our day <laughs> that was a crack ending June 12th of crack 2021 ending. crack ending was brought into the vernacular <laughs> yeah can i say though when i watched it with the guise of like how did this influence me? I have to admit my own gullibility, vulnerability, all these things. I was like, this is shit. And I have done it. I have done <laughs> it where a dude has been shit face, terrible to me. And then he's given me the most pathetic apology ever. And I just forgave him. Like, yeah. so it's not completely, it's not cinematic. It's just reality. I love that. And then that's yeah. a thought I had a lot while rewatching it was like a lot of like the behavior of these people, like the boys and stuff is not okay, but it's very true. Like it's a true way that people have behaved and or do behave, whether they're teenagers or adults do that shit. And, and they shouldn't, you know, like, like right. girl, both Absolutely. Are listening to us right now, you know, like <laughs> ghosts you and then gives you like a shitty fucking apology like it's not enough he's got to buy you flowers he's got to do a lot more yeah. than, that, than just say sorry i found in an old journal from my teenage years that i had written that a perfect movie would be pretty and pink but then you tack on the ending of 16 candles because the ending of 16 candles is like in my opinion maybe the only redeemable aspect but it's yeah. like a magical 
he like here's the guy showing up making the effort doing the thing and so in this one it's a little bit of a cop-out for me uh, or a big cop-out for me so I, have a hard time with it. I think you're right about that because isn't that and like I love how it's all coming to a close back around <laughs> on a John Hughes right so yeah so when they originally tested that that first ending like the audience booed apparently and even Andrew McCarthy I read like when he realized that that's how the script ended because apparently he agreed to this project without having read the entire script. Um, when he found out that like, that's how it went down, he wanted to quit the movie. He was like, this is oh, going to be terrible. That. Yeah, he's like, this is fucking awful. I'm an asshole. And this is this is a shit ending. And when they tested it, the audience is booed. So then that's why they, they reshot it. And from what I've read about John Hughes, he kind of emotionally was a teenager. Like he was trapped in that, in that period of time in his life. And apparently his teen years weren't great. And that if you, if you approached him in a way, or you asked him about any of those things, the um, almost like a sense of PTSD is how he would recount his, his teen years. Like it was right there vividly happening for him in that moment so I would almost venture that maybe he's so angry because maybe Ducky was part of him that disenfranchised kid that was yeah. you know picked on and not and didn't get the girl and then yeah. that was going to be that was going to be his victory ending that he ended up with the girl at the end so that's maybe why he was so upset that yeah. it uh, didn't go and then that people way. boot it so he's like all right well here's this whatever ending. exactly here's just like put, a, four... put him in a fucking wig and shoot it no one's gonna care <laughs> yeah here's like a four sentence exchange that somehow changes her mind when she goes outside do they even speak because i just remember another awkward kiss like they when do. she goes outside i think they say something and then they just kiss and that's the end of the movie but it's not and he says i love you like he says a weird awkward always. i love you before i, he I love yeah. you yeah. Always. always i'm like this has been an intense month bro i know it's only been like a few weeks and like and like you said Amy they don't really talk about much like yeah. when did they talk about like anything like in your fan fiction say this did happen <laughs> they broke up three weeks later they totally for the first time it was probably pretty good they got addicted to it for a while and then they broke up because she realized there's nothing else to talk yeah. about yeah and I'm sorry on the scale of strong lips Ducky definitely wins that one yes Oh, yeah, that's McCarthy. right. That's Andrew strong. McCarthy's got like yeah. Muppet. <laughs> Poor Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, no lips. I know. Ducky's got them lips. I'm sure we'll talk about more prom movies, but I, I will have to acknowledge that, you know, Sasha looked amazing at prom. Uh, had a really good dress. I did. And I had a I sinus infection and I pulled it out <laughs> and I was there. It was this amazing amazing vintage I still have it amazing vintage um dress that was like a nude fabric underneath and then like a black sheer lace overlay and then a huge skirt underneath that I had like a whole crinkle I'll find I'll find the pictures of it it was pretty fucking amazing it was amazing it's beautiful I might actually I might still be able to fit in it I fit in it a few years ago please Sasha Iona out Get that shit happening. Do I'll your hair it. and okay. fluffy slippers, and then I'll do it. I'll find it. I know exactly where it is. Did you, did you go to prom? I did go to prom. Uh, didn't have a date or anything. Went with my friends, and I, had, I wore a pink dress. <laughs> she just got it under my skin, Andy from Pretty in Pink. I was like, "This is my prom dress. This oh. very princessy dress." Do you have a picture of your dress? 
I don't even think I have any pictures from my prom, but I might have, I know I, I you didn't really do the Sears. You didn't do the Sears package. This is what I'm saying. Like I was maybe in the Andy place where I was like, this is fun, but I, I don't really, I, I didn't do that stuff. <laughs> like, like I danced, I had a good time, but I didn't do that part of it. Uh, as for me, I borrowed a dress from my brother's girlfriend and put my hair in a ponytail and showed right. it. Love it. That's right. Amazing. Yeah, she did. And Amazing. I was there for about 25 minutes and then I left with my boyfriend to a hotel room. Yep. We will cut that because my father might listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I went to the prom with my boyfriend at the time, but I had my heart broken by another boy at prom. <gasps> so I didn't want to be there because he was there with the girl. Like, oh. Now, I had another boyfriend because Filipino girls always do, and, but I still had my, you know, I was still in love with him. Uh, I love it. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this film, except like, again, I really think it was so stylish. And I think if anything really got to me about this film, it's just how good it looks. Like, yeah. It, it's funny, even though I don't like her outfits, the whole movie as a whole, I like, particularly the production design and Sasha I cannot believe you didn't mention her pink car oh well, I was car. leaving I was I was leaving that for you the Carmen Ghia yeah <laughs> but anyway just like like the the art direction the the production mm-hmm. design is just on point every single totally the record store I was noticing all these little details this time really great Absolutely. so cool actually a reason to watch it again is just to see all the stuff yeah clearly it influenced my prom dress it clearly right. got under my skin i don't make my clothes but i wear weird outfits and things that make me feel good and that may not be like i'm putting in air quotes the right thing for that moment and sometimes people have pointed that out that that's not like the look for this but but i like it and it yeah you know, because sometimes fashion and stuff can be thought of as like a shallow interest or whatever. But for me, it's such, I just love that it's her, it was Molly Ringwald's personal style. And yeah. it just made me feel good about my, choosing my personal style and not having to be, you know, any sort of cookie cutter thing. I think watching her have that agency that we keep talking about mm-hmm. is just still as like an adult, still like trying to be better at that. Like at one point, Andrew McCarthy says, you don't lie, do you? And she's like, I don't have to lie. Right. Because she just is who she is. And she doesn't, and she's got like some sort of supernatural teen confidence and self-trust. <laughs> that's really amazing. That So I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit how she influences me. Well, girl, know you know, else. that's yeah. tight. I think, I think <laughs> if I was influenced by any of these characters, it was Ducky. Like I've carried that, I've carried the duck man in my heart, my whole yes. life. And yeah, his, his lines, his vibe, his awkward, awkward tenacity yes. I love yeah, that. lives, yes. lives at the root of me. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, there was a ducky scene, but sorry. Oh no, 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 go on. Using. No, that's fine. I just feel like I'm commandeering. Cause I oh, no. this think is, about this, is, this movie. On eating after midnight, we talk with our mouths full. Okay. Because she had that great scene. Because I think in your the notes you sent, um, <laughs> there was about how he's like bugging her. Like they're studying together and he's bugging her. And then she goes to get the drinks. And he just has that moment in the mirror that I thought was so vulnerable and sweet. And I wrote down what he said. He said, um, oh, he's like, because he's like, I got to tell her I love her. And he goes, she's going to laugh. And would I blame her? 
and that just hit me right in the heart I know of just like ugh. what you don't mention is he's wearing one of her hats he's wearing that giant <laughs> white brimmed hat I'm with you Sasha I love Ducky I think that on the rewatch, what what we're getting now is that his character is inconsistent. He is the charming stalker, but he is also fucking charming and vulnerable and sweet. Like, yeah. you know, one does, and he also is super cool, yeah. right? He knows who Otis Redding is. He knows oh all my the, God. the song, you know? Yeah. He's got great style. He's like, I, I do love the scene where he's going, um, he, she's driving him home and he's going through the tape and going like, all these songs are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think the songs are great. I do too. Hilarious the way he does it. You yes. Know, is, is just one of those great moments. Um, you know, just going back on, on your fashion thing uh, really quickly, but anyone who does not get that, who thinks fashion is shallow, Anybody who is so fucking full of themselves that they're going to put like an, a full artistic expression down to it being a vapid, shallow thing that's full of judgment clearly has no idea what the fuck. They got their head in their ass. They're like, they got a chip on their shoulder because they don't look good today. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like. Yeah. Those are all the people that just don't have a personal sense of style and all their taste lives in their mouth. Like they don't know, <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, fashion, fashion is connected to identity so much. Yeah. It's, it's your skin. Uh, yeah. It's the skin you're yeah. willing the, to let the world yeah. see, you know? Yeah. And it's also like the way you live your imagination and, and your fantasy. It's, it's like, it's armor for the modern world. And yeah. the fact that it has like, flourish and beauty to it you're gonna put that down go suck a dick dude <laughs> that's how i feel i definitely i love that all right we winding down i think we're winding down I man think i think so. i think we're just about off like a dirty shirt here well this is a joy because i th clearly think about this movie and love this movie and it means so much to me so i'm glad you asked me and i got to talk about it in long monologues this is what I've needed for my whole life. Well, I'll tell you, honestly, you're very illuminating. I got a lot of new ideas about this film. Um, I do agree. I think she's a, a really interesting character mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So, Kate, on a transatlantic flight to Wales, where I live, would you watch Pretty Woman, Pretty in Pink, or anything with Liam Neeson? I would probably do Pretty in Pink with maybe... Yeah, I'll just say Pretty in Pink because I, Pretty Woman is another one I would love to discuss one day um, that I had new thoughts about that I didn't have when I was younger. Um, but Pretty in Pink, I think, would be my like comfort go to. Sasha? Oh, yeah, I would definitely watch Pretty in Pink. Liam Neeson very rarely wins this, by the way. He has a couple <laughs> times. Um, but uh, yeah, Pretty in Pink for sure. And this would be another one kind of like the Muppet movie where an air marshal could well be called if I tried to reenact the Otis Redding lip sync in the eyes. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I would totally be like- I'd be so proud of you. <laughs> doing, doing the crotch, doing the crotch pump between seats. Like, yeah. People would love that. I'm going to give it to Pretty in Pink. I don't know if I'm going to make this go on too long, but um, there's a Liam Neeson 80s movie that's so good called Satisfaction about a teen girl rock band, which I'm sure you know. I love that movie. Okay, so we're gonna have to find this. I had no idea. Justine I, Bateman. 
Yep. Julia Roberts is Maybe it? Maybe Julia Roberts, Trina Alvarado. And, uh, and the blonde kid. I um, can't, I've, I've met her and her name is escaping me right now, but she's a famous musician and she's wonderful in it, but. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a really amazing. good, it's actually, yeah. it's actually really sexy. It is it's very sexy. sexy. And they play their instruments and you can tell they like don't know how to play them, but they fake it and I love it. <laughs> so. There's also another great film of Liam Neeson's called High Spirits. It's actually the shittiest movie that's ever been made. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Steve Gutenberg and Daryl Hannah and he goes to like this old house. <sighs> it's haunted and, and Liam Neeson is one of the ghosts and he's just... It's ridiculous thick. Oh, yes. I feel like it's coming back to yes. me Yes, it is a shit movie. Oh my <laughs> fucking God. I don't no. think I've seen it, but I feel like I've seen the poster or something. Or I have to admit that if it was Pretty in Pink, Pretty Woman and High Spirits with Liam Neeson was the choice, I might watch that for a second. Holy <laughs> shit, yes. <laughs> Holy shit, yes. <laughs> So thank you all so much for listening to our latest episode of Eating After Midnight. And thank you to our special guest, Kate Comer. Thank it's, you. Thank you so much. No, you're the best. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> if you liked what you've heard, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcast or to your podcast and leave us a review. We don't have a website yet, but you can follow us on Instagram at eating after midnight podcast and send us a DM with any comments, questions, complaints, or requests for future reviews. We'd love to hear from you until next time. Don't believe in anyone that doesn't believe in you and never let them break you. Yeah.